0: I think about us, the three of us, what we could be. I think about it all the time.
1: Please, do. it's dear.
0: No, it's not. I know Jim. She's my friend. I care about her. How's your day going? You look pretty.
1: Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm not going to let
0: anything happen to you what about you your girlfriend is a badass
2: welcome to above the garage a nick and june the handmaid's tale podcast hi friends welcome to our spoiler free analysis of season two episode one which is entitled june this episode is intended for new watchers so let's do our round of introductions hi i'm tina hi i'm sarah hi i'm Mary Gold. hi i'm kimberly and I'm Kate. So this episode opens with um, June in the van. The last thing we saw was the end of season one when Nick whispered, go with him, trust me. And she gets into the black eye van Um, and it opens with her in the van and there's two bullets rolling around the floor just for extra terror. And they get there and there's tons of dogs barking, which is, you know, the Gilead scary thing. They rip the doors open and and June sees all of her friends also being shoved out of their vans into the middle. Um, The guards are like really angry and violent and it's just meant to be massively chaotic and terrifying. Um,
3: So can I say something I noticed when the handmaids are walking in, some of them were still wearing their cloaks, but some of them were dressed like June. So how many of them do you think they just ripped off the streets? and threw into the back of a van and how horrifying must that have been yeah. for those
2: women uh yeah. i noticed that on this rewatch they love doing that they, yeah. they've shown us doing that a few times um they just like to maximize terror so yeah yeah and then they I, they put the muzzles on them which by the way i don't understand how that stops you from speaking it looks like it's just cloth in front of your mouth like you could still speak am i it looked like it was leather to me right does that yeah. stop you from speaking i don't
0: and maybe depending on like how tight it was on their mouths,
3: but yeah, it was, maybe it's like, really it tight. Loose. Yeah, right. it loose. It
4: loose
2: though. this has always been a question
3: that I've had I feel like I see these. with Gilead, it's just more symbolic than anything. Yeah, yeah. it's you know,
0: yeah, because you so, could hear women
2: crying too, right? With them on, so right. Um, and the vans all reverse, like it's a very cool aerial shot that the vans have all reversed into this semicircle. It almost looks like a lock, the shape that they were in, I don't know what that means, but, um, and the girls are all in the middle, all their aerial shots, like the cinematography in the show is amazing. Uh, And Alma finds June and holds her hand. And then, you know, the the guard shoves them apart from each other.
1: That part killed me, I was just like, Mm I know. Mm
2: -hmm. I know, it's so sad. It's so scary. They did such a good job of of just sheer terror in the scene. Yeah. Um, and then they're walking down the hall onto the field with like slats in the walls it looks like almost like a cattle van and she
4: exactly yeah and exactly when... a cattle van I actually have another cattle analogy for this episode oh really close <laughs> to the end yeah I, th- I think the, it's definitely supposed to be there because uh-huh.
2: well like there's another one there's too something but... later on I look forward <laughs> yeah, to. yeah it. yeah I didn't catch that one um, and then they get onto the field and it's Fenway park in Boston where the Red Sox play. And June turns around and sees the, what is the word? Not scaffolding. What's it called? The stands, the Gall- gallows, gallows. June turns around and sees the gallows and, and gets I love it, that you know? shot.
1: It just looks like they're like, you know, a team going out
2: to, yeah. Cause they run through like that when they come out on the field, but <laughs> there's a much different ending in baseball. Yeah. um so she sees the gallows finally understands what's going on and they're still just like shoving the women to the ground kicking them screaming just being awful as they're um shoving them up to the gallows and i wonder if any of them realize at this point how unlikely it would be for gilead to kill this many handmaids at once i don't think i so. don't yeah. i doubt it too probably not like-
4: but but does anyone have uh, thoughts on why June didn't at this point try to tell the guards that she's pregnant Does anyone have on that? On
1: this and my brain just goes wacky every time I try to
2: <laughs> yeah I think she just wouldn't want to do that to the other handmaids if they're going to be killed for what she did I think she's willing to go down with her baby as well
0: um, I I don't think so yeah? I per I personally think that she, I mean, she's newly pregnant. So like, it probably isn't in the forefront of her mind. And I think that she was just terrified. And when you're terrified, you don't think clearly. So I think that maybe if, you know, like, I think any normal person, like if you're, if you're faced with death and you have a way out, I think yeah. that you would try to Take use it. it so i just don't think that she thought of it honestly
1: maybe at that point they just thought oh well, june just thought well i'm gonna die anyway and everyone else is gonna die so
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah well
2: that's at this the point true. yeah I-, I agree with kimberly i think maybe she thought it wouldn't have changed anything well and also yeah. let's it seems like they want us to see that the muzzles don't allow them to talk clearly right she couldn't really have gotten their attention either yeah, <laughs> assuming the muzzle works that's true but anyway she didn't it's a good question though um and it is it would be your instinct to try to save yourself you know just in human nature that's true
0: um so the the music that's playing during this scene is called women's work by or woman's work by kate bush Mm -hmm. and i i love the song like i feel like it fits the scene perfectly and then it's also was actually written for a movie called she's having a Baby." Um, And it describes the scene where this wife is giving birth and she may or may not live. So I thought it was really interesting that they paralleled that since the show is all about, well, not all about, but fertility and control. Um, And then I also listened to the lyrics and it says, um, I know you got a, a little life in you. And I was like, oh, this also could mean June
2: being pregnant. She has a new oh, life in her. I didn't think of it that way. That's so smart. Yeah. It's really interesting. The, that the, song the, is from a man's as well.
1: perspective, right?
0: Yeah. He's yeah. watching his wife, like, yeah, go through the, this birth. And, uh, and then also one of the lyrics was, I should be crying, but I just can't let it show. And I also thought of that as, i mean june was crying in this scene but normally she's the strong one amongst all the handmaids like she Mm -hmm. can't cry she can't show weakness right so i just thought that was interesting
2: that's really interesting and yeah she's never really vulnerable around them because she's their leader um Mm -hmm. that's really interesting in that movie too she's having a baby how fascinating um so then they push them um Up to the nooses and one by one uh put them around everybody's neck. Alma, I think pees herself, right? Yes, she does. Scared. Yeah. It was a little (laughs) dark when I saw it this time, but I thought I remembered that. Um, she's so scared. And then they, you know, they take the appropriate, inappropriate, dramatic time just to maximize their fear before they pull the lever.
3: Yeah, I liked how some of them they were holding hands, which you know, like they just signifying they were all in it together which yes. i thought was really sweet yeah. you know in their last what they thought were their last moments
2: oh, they're know. all gonna hold
3: hands to you know be in it together i
1: love them the acting by everyone in this scene was so good like nina who played um alma and obviously lizzie but even all just the background handmaids as well it was all so good
2: you're right the sheer terror on really everybody's feel, face yeah
1: you can really feel the terror
2: yeah, no, they're amazing. Um, I was feeling terror. Um, mm-hmm. So then he says by his hand and pulls the lever and they all think they're about to drop. And, you know, it takes a second before I think they realize what's happened. And, you know, this was a fake out. And, oh my God, the fucking drama that this place causes these women. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's insane. And you think, oh. like, it's insanity to me that, like, do we think that Aunt Lydia planned this whole thing? Like or does do the eyes plan this? Did it, who plans
3: this?
2: I don't know. She seemed pretty venture. into it.
1: She seemed pretty yeah. into it when she came I think out. I and, Lydia. Yeah,
3: I think it was Lydia. It could be her. Yeah.
1: All this stress is just gonna cause anyone who's pregnant.
2: Yeah. To possibly yeah. have a miscarriage. Like but mm-hmm. that's a continuing problem I have throughout the show. Nobody treats them in a way to actually protect like the baby's house. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. how stupid are we? Do you really think that this is not gonna affect? baby's health when you're torturing these women emotionally physically whatever they're dumb um i was just thinking that um, uh, does anyone
4: have a guess on if nick knew what was going to happen to june when he told her to go with the eyes
2: and just trust him yeah so i think that he did and it actually it, you know like if it weren't for the book like they had to end the last episode the way the book ended which was him saying go with them trust me if it were not for that, I would be livid at Nick because he could have said in that amount of time, they're going to fake hang you or something, you know, yeah. that was a little bit more telling. But um, I think he did know, yeah. And again, I think the book is the reason that he didn't tell her more. <laughs> but it's super awkward. I'd be like, excuse me? You said, yeah. trust <laughs> me? And then... That <laughs> <laughs> this happens, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like,
4: I was thinking that maybe... Maybe he knew, didn't know, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he probably thought that she might try to save herself by saying that she's pregnant so that maybe she wouldn't have to go through all of this. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't as worried as he maybe should have been. Yeah. Yeah, That's maybe. True. He doesn't. Yeah,
0: it, it's interesting because, yeah, June isn't the one who says that she's pregnant. Somehow, Aunt Lydia finds out. I'm sure it's the eyes or nick or Mayday mm-hmm. feeding well, i yeah.
3: thought it was serena my thought was serena yeah uh, i have that yeah, as a note too. yeah
2: okay i'm fairly sure she would have quickly done that to get her out i mean there.
3: the way she was acting when they left the house with june i feel like she was immediately trying to figure out where is she where is she going i need to get her back
2: she's pregnant mm-hmm. it's surprising uh, she didn't yell that then honestly yeah but yeah so, so that's it's why surprising i'm surprising
1: feeling- to me that like obviously aunt lydia's like if she's the one who planned all this like that she doesn't have to tell the like the commanders what
2: what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. yeah because they were completely in the dark
3: i wonder if she kind of planned it on the fly because it seemed like it happened very quickly from the time like they did the they refused to stone janine to the Mm -hmm. time that they're getting june in the van so i wonder if it was just it happened Super very fast. suddenly. Yeah, she yeah. was like, you know what? We know we have those gallows. Let's go fake hang them and scare the sh- the shit out of them. Yeah.
2: yeah. She know? was waiting in her room for that. So it is not a lot of time has passed. Yeah. She knew they were coming. Um, and it's such a, like, I bet Lydia was like psyched when she thought of this idea because she doesn't want to kill them. But, you know, she definitely wants to punish them for what she did. So it'd be perfect in her mind. Aunt Lydia comes out with her whole speech of, nonsense but i have a few of, of the beginning and the end you will love the lord with your god with all your hearts you should obey his word and the word of his servants here on earth and you shall feel the pain of his judgment for that is his love it's like <sighs> gilead
1: writing its own bible
2: again yeah exactly yes. uh um, and then they start pulling the nooses off one at a time and i like i like um june yeah. writing her own bible as well our father who art in heaven Seriously, what the actual fuck? <laughs> yes, yeah. an amazing quote. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. it's one of my favorite lines. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. And then it flashes back to Hannah, um, putting her shoes on, she's apparently not feeling well. Uh, and then Luke asks June if she's going to Walgreens, and she says she needs him to sign her birth control form. And they have this uh conversation where oh, and he's shocked that they actually asked that they ask her to show him to show them his signature on her birth control form which is obviously humiliating and she uh you know she's like flirting like well maybe we could not get the birth control we could have another baby which is surprising to me because with the state of things I think I would not that's
1: that's exactly what I thought yeah. I was like dude <laughs> why do you want yeah. another baby
2: right now yeah. In, in this point, yeah yeah I yeah but
0: I mean to, to just to play devil's advocate like Again, like June and Luke, they didn't realize how bad it was gonna get Mm -hmm. at this point. It was just that, you know, she needed her husband's signature for birth control. So Mm
1: -hmm. Quote that June says in another episode, I can't remember, but where she says it kind of it slowly trickles in, but then once you Mm -hmm. actually realize it's just like, you know.
2: It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. If you're in a boiling, if you're in a pot of water, what was it? Yeah, like uh, you'd, the, you'd be boiled
3: alive before you—before yeah. you know it—a frog in a boiling pot or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. there are a lot of really good hints at that in this episode, and the signature on the birth control is one, and there's more coming up later with
2: Hannah at the hospital. Yeah, too. that seems a lot. Yeah. yeah, I guess she gives her the Tylenol in this scene, right?
4: Uh, or mentions it. I think she I, mentioned. I think, I think she, she said
2: know. she mentioned it. Yeah. It's a no, no. By the way, everyone. Okay, so she gives her the Tylenol to bring her fever down, so she can send her to school, and that is not looked upon kindly in school even now um but they talk about the birth control they decide he he decides finally like okay don't get your birth control filled right yeah. um and there's still that like they're always that like almost like flirty like honeymoon phase-ish the way they talk to each other you know so yeah. it, it's just a lot of that in the scene
0: I thought it was interesting that it feels like this is the first time that they're bringing up having a second child which I thought was kind of strange because Hannah looks like maybe four or five years old yeah maybe like five she's in school um it just seems like a, a big conversation that you have within relationships so to me it was very telling about their relationship that maybe June was wanting a child you know second child for a long time but that she just didn't bring it up to luke because mm-hmm. she was afraid of what he would think and she was nervous
2: about like asking him could, yeah she was you know? nervous yeah. so
0: yeah. i don't know you it know. just doesn't seem like like they communicate about the big things in their relationship that's mm-hmm. what but i picked up from the scene
4: sure. i had the same takeaway mm-hmm. like she seemed she like someone who needed his assurances and like she wasn't even really 100% sure about how she felt about having a second child like or maybe she was but it's hard to tell based on the scene because you sort of you can't really read her right what she's really thinking like maybe she was sure she wanted another kid but she couldn't just tell him that
2: mm-hmm. yeah. or maybe
4: she was like hmm, well maybe I could but I'm not really sure I have to ask Luke what he thinks <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> So then we go back to current time and the women are holding their rocks up like they did with Janine. Um, but obviously it looks like they've been doing it for like hours here. I, I don't know how long one can. Oh, I didn't catch that. that. That's oh. what
1: she's making them do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I caught that too on the rewatch. Yeah. I know I know it's a long time because when they're out there, there's still like some daylight, even though it's you know raining. Uh-huh. But then when they come inside, I saw in the cafeteria window it was dark. So. so it was several hours Jeez,
1: that'd be so hard and, and again she you hold your arm
2: up for the like, i can't hold the, my arm like that
4: for
2: like i know yeah that would be so hard <laughs> and then she like i didn't even understand why the first girl got randomly tased because i thought she was holding her rock up very nicely but then june's arm is falling a little so she gets the tase and that's when the aunt uh, well, and she Lydia's going on and on about how God knows best, blah blah blah. And another cool aerial of their circle, that um, they kind of look like a dartboard, almost like a target. Yeah, that's a cool shot. Uh, and this is when she does have the talk about the more than one kind of freedom. There's freedom to and freedom from. Before Gilead, it was freedom to do things, but now you are lucky to have freedom from from having to, you know, do things that you want to do, like read. <laughs> uh- <laughs> She says freedom is a freedom from is a gift from God. Do not underrate it. And then one of the other aunts comes out and is like whispering to Lydia and clearly tells her um, June is pregnant. And Lydia is delighted. And out is the best actress. She's amazing. Like she's... I hate Aunt Lydia, but she's amazing. This whole sequence, she's very, very incredible. It's so unique the way she plays her. And she says Alfred has been keeping a secret, a most wonderful secret. She has been filled with his divine light. Which I guess means sperm. Um, just <laughs> kidding, baby. <laughs> ugh. Uh, I
3: mean, just the way she says it is just disgusting. What? Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh
2: huh. I ugh. know. Oh, they're good at that. Sea man. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> June, June gets her stone taken away and gets taken inside, and all of a sudden gets like VIP treatment while the other women are continuing being tortured. Um, she gets out of her. Lydia wants her out of her wet clothes. She goes to ring the bell, I guess, to announce the pregnancy. Even though all the women looked confused, but I guess yeah. that's what she's doing. I didn't get that at first, but I
3: think that's what it was. She's announcing the pregnancy, especially the way yeah. she starts holding the rope and she starts uh-huh. like crying. Yeah. So I feel like her getting to ring the bell is proof the system worked. works. Yes. My air quotes. Girl, that was <laughs> weird. <laughs> it you that know the
1: weird scene that one.
3: Yeah, I didn't uh, it get it. I didn't get it the first time i watched it but i think you know on a few rewatches that's what it was supposed to signify is in the uh
2: pregnancy right so lydia's crying like tears of joy and laughing crazy i wrote crazy bitch but the girls (laughs) looked a little confused outside june just looks depressed and she's digging her nails into the back of her neck and then she's sitting alone at the table in the gymnasium lydia brings her hot suit and june refuses to eat and then Lydia pretends it's because she has like morning sickness, even though I'm sure she knows good and well, she's rebelling. Um, and says that your theatrics were for nothing. And June says, Janine isn't nothing like looking in her eyes, which I love. And yeah. mm-hmm. Lydia pretends to love Janine. Jean, um, but then that's when she reveals that um, instead of a quick death, she's on her way to the colonies.
3: Yeah, the back and forth between June and Lydia in these scenes. Mm -hmm. The whole season in particular, but in this scene in particular, is very good. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. They're amazing to watch, you know, Anne and Lizzie go back and forth, head to head. Yes, they're very good at
2: it. It is. And she says, friends don't stone their friends to death. I also like that line. I love that line. I really need to say that.
1: It's Uh, funny how Aunt Lydia, Aunt Lydia here, she obviously thinks that, you know, June... June's done what she done because she knew that mm-hmm. she was pregnant and she would right. get punished
2: and she says as much to her and yes. we don't think that's the case yeah. right But obviously With- she never said that she was pregnant right to I was gonna herself. say she
3: could have chosen to say it at any time and I think it would have stopped like especially when they were outside in that circle right. in the rain plenty she of time to think about it any anticide at that point you're right like I understand why at Fenway she didn't but at that point Mm-hmm. she could have any one of them and said hey i'm pregnant so i don't really want to do this but she chose not to yep yeah exactly. I think what do you that's... think about that what do you get from that her not telling them that she's pregnant i think that's her way of rebelling against the system because that's what she should have mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. yeah he should have said yeah. i'm pregnant to stop it to protect the baby because that's you know babies are precious gifts from god according to gilead so by yeah. her not yeah.
2: Like you can see on her face, she's uh, disappointed when Lydia yeah. finds out she's pregnant. You know, yeah. like yeah. she didn't want yeah. her to know that.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and like a
0: sense of control that that June had, right?
4: Yeah. And like I my get- take on this, almost the entire episode is uh, that the theme basically is how much guilt June feels over many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, there's a. I think she feels guilt over not telling. Lydia and the other aunts about her pregnancy, a little bit of guilt because mm-hmm. of that. And then there's the guilt that Lydia pushes pushes on her about Janine, what happened to Janine and the other girls because of what June did. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's also guilt, especially in the flashbacks over her putting Hannah to school when she was sick. Right. Mm-hmm. And, well, we'll talk about that when we get yeah. to more of the flashbacks. But but I think there's a lot of guilt on June's yeah. in June's part. In this episode i think this is where it starts basically
2: yeah that's a really good point that that's kind of holds the whole episode together the theme throughout it and then she uh june's still refusing to eat and lydia knows the best way to get anyone to do anything is to torture someone else uh first she shows her of wyatt who drank who drank drain cleaner to try to I don't know kill the baby or die whatever she's pregnant and now she's chained up in a room in the red center for the next until she has her baby
1: yeah did we I, ever see that handmaid's
2: command Quiet. yeah I don't think I don't so because so. uh-huh. I had to like listen again to hear what his name was, was like, Oh Wyatt.
3: um I did like in that room with another handmaid how they try to make that gym or whatever room it was feel kind of homey, like she had a rocking chair and a carpet and a lamp. But she's, <laughs> she's changed. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was a very good microcosm of Gilead as a whole. You know, they try to make it all flowery and wholesome and yeah. homey, yeah. but these women are just prisoners. Yeah. Uh, so true. it's a great point.
2: That- and I love the word microcosm.
3: Thank you. I really do.
2: They yeah. used it a lot in English papers and college. <laughs> <laughs> um so then june agrees to eat after that and then they bring the other women in and they're soaking wet while june sits there um dry with food and milk and the other women don't know what's about to happen and she pulls one out at a time because that's how they do everything maximize the terror and takes them into the kitchen where they turn the stove on and um force them to put their hands in the fire Mm -mm. i know Mm -mm. that's like that's one of the oh. most
3: difficult scenes there are a lot of difficult scenes to watch but that for me is one of the most difficult ones the fire and the screaming and the pleading any yeah. anytime that happens it's
2: mm-mm. i know it's just like yeah. they creative ways of torture they come up with it's just mind-boggling and that she can do it oh what kind of person could do she's that? trying to make do you think like this was set up beforehand or is she just trying to make june feel bad i think she's i think she thought of it when she realized june was pregnant maybe not maybe they were going to do it to everybody but it definitely maximizes June's guilt and torture by making her sit there while all her friends get that done and it tries you know she's always trying to break up the girls so they're not on the same team you know
3: I was gonna say I think it was also her trying to turn the girls against June who at this point is their leader right and I think that's evident in the shot where June is sitting facing them sitting down eating as they're standing there and Rose waiting to go get tortured right yeah totally they were good you at what they do. Wants them to be
1: friends when it's convenient for her, like when Janine is on know, the bridge. was on the bridge, she's like, she's
4: her friend.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm, you're right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I
4: actually, had a had a flashback to when I read V for Vendetta that ideas are bulletproof, so they're like sort of trying to uh, stop June from becoming a symbol of some kind of rebellion. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. in these scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't work like that. Way to see it. So she eats her soup and flashes back to her job as a book editor. Uh, She's watching out the windows as tons of people are walking. It seems like they're going somewhere, but I couldn't tell. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just city life. They're just walking. Um, Her coworker brings her purse and says her phone's been buzzing. And so the school's been calling her and she calls them. This is the first time someone ignores her last name and it makes me mad. Mm -hmm. She says like, this is June Osborne Mm -hmm. and the nurse says, okay, Mrs. Bangle um uh your daughter has a fever of 101, and june stupidly reveals that she was born yeah. when she woke up <laughs> <out for that laughs> yeah what
3: well, oh no that's a surprise to me that must my happen <laughs> right who who doesn't know that
1: uh... <laughs> is that like a because i remember she said it's like a state policy is that like normal
3: I felt like her saying the state has policies was another clue that, the, that things were already changing because then the next thing was well, we took her to the hospital yeah, yeah. That's crazy. which I feel like that is an insane thing that is not something that normally happens like the kid goes to the nurse and the parent comes and picks them up they don't send them to the hospital for a slight fever
2: yeah yeah um I know that's crazy unless they couldn't reach her for like the entire school day really yeah. right? for a fever. Yeah. again mm-hmm. she's not having a seizure or anything it's, do they not have a sick bay yeah they everybody has a nurse's room office where there's like places they can lay down while they get in touch Mm -hmm. with parents so yeah that's uh, an extreme overreaction
4: can anybody tell uh if they
2: tried calling Luke or they did it just try to call June? They they said they did at the hospital. They said they also tried him. Um okay. oh, really they husband. did. Okay. I mean it I mean, was June... much more blamed on her, but well
0: June said that he was at a work site. So I'm I'm trying to give like Luke the benefit of the doubt. And maybe mm-hmm. he was like further out from the city then. She did say still.
3: a job site in Quincy, which I'm not oh, familiar Quincy. with the geography of <laughs> Massachusetts but I've been there a little time I think that's like a suburb of Boston so yeah it's not that far really
4: I've no. been there it's not that far and technically even if he was on a site like I work in construction so uh he should have been able to answer his phone yeah. at least right yeah well um, if you're saying
1: about that about Luke we have to say that about
2: June as well that's
1: yeah. true yeah she well, didn't definitely. have her phone yeah
2: she definitely yeah. should have picked up, her, especially if she knew her kid had had a fever earlier yeah, that day. Yeah, you would keep your yeah. phone on you and be watching it. But here we are. Um, so, she, yeah, so the nurse says, well, she's not here. She's at the hospital, as if that's a sensible, logical thing yeah. to do. So mm-hmm. she then, like, races out of there. She gets to the hospital. Hannah's, like, thrilled to see her. Everybody keeps, or I guess it's just the same woman, but they keep calling her Mrs. Bankroll and it really makes me mad mm-hmm um and is she theorizing. is she a child worker like is she a i thought she was a nurse at that's first. what i thought and then i was yeah like, I couldn't a wish that a out exactly. worker. Well, i, I said she was a social worker reader. yeah well, yeah I kind of...
0: I, her questions
2: i mean that's, that's very... when i started thinking she was a social worker yeah yeah, yeah her ve- yeah. Questions are she very. she sounded like a social worker yeah
0: because she asked if if um, Hannah was her biological child and at first I was like is it because Hannah's biracial and June is white yeah, she was right the subtle
3: racism yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I also was thinking like is this like the beginning of Sons of Jacob taking over and like confirming that like June got pregnant by her own means I mean obviously they would have medical records but I, it still was just a weird question to me and then I then my mind went to well maybe she is like a social worker and like they're trying to take Hannah away from June
2: because June's being neglectful they're they're certainly setting the foundation for that right I
3: thought so this is when I talked about earlier about the subtle ways you know Gilead was already working in this was another scene I thought that because of the questions she asked and one I quoted in here one of the things she asked was we need to make sure she has a safe home environment with fit parents Mm -hmm. which is the whole thing at Gilead right like we're going to take you from your unfit parents and give you to these commanders and their wives who we've determined are fit parents yeah. and you can just go make us more babies to give to more fit parents so just the little like nuances in the language
2: they use
3: mm-hmm.
2: she's just making june feel like a terrible mom and a terrible human being and i don't know, she sucks
1: yeah people like her are the reason you know
2: gilead was allowed to happen in the first place you're right this nurse would have very definitely much so. been been an aunt she's gonna make an awesome aunt <laughs> she already she already is an aunt basically the, we're very proud of the, her the first aunt of gilead she <laughs> she's the aunt of all aunts <laughs> the mother aunt and whatever yeah uh, she's gonna excel in that role i'm proud of her <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so then the doctor says that's your baby mrs waterford uh, as they do the ultrasound, God has created a new soul. They're happy. And uh, Serena and Fred are like together and happy for once. June's pissed off. And then Serena comes and kisses her head. You oh, she does show like that. You know what I like, though, in that moment? I like how
3: when the Waterfords are on the other side of the curtain, you can almost see June getting a little emotional listening to them talk about the progress of the pregnancy. But then the second Serena comes back around that curtain, she puts that fuck you face back on. Yeah. It's very <laughs> subtle, but. It was incredible face acting, um, from Lizzie. Just I really like that.
2: She's incredible. Yeah.
3: I caught that too. And yeah. I think
4: at this point the pregnancy is starting to become real to her, but at also at the same time, the whole system is sort of trying to drive a wedge between her and the baby, like mm. with the curtain in place and her not being able to see Whoa, that's what's so on the screen up. the doctor's did- showing them. Yeah. Mm. So like then you have a handmaid who tries to kill herself and her baby, but they've caused it because they're not allowing them to connect to the, their babies.
2: Right, yeah. and they never learn, they never ever learn. Drives me nuts.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the OBGYN says, uh, blessed be the fruit, June says under his eye, just automatically. And then he says, Godspeed, June, and looks in, you know he's looking in her eyes. And that I throws think that's her the for a
1: loop. Yes
2: oh he's a nurse yeah he was like the tech or something oh okay
1: sorry yeah
3: yeah uh, I think he drops
1: the key in when the OBGYN
3: is like all up in her business he does so I I played it back because I was curious to see I was curious if he did go over to her stuff and it's when the doctor is like prepping the wand he's putting the gel on it you can see his shoes in the corner of the shot near where her boots were uh, so okay. he definitely, I mean, definitely awesome.
2: yeah because yeah, yes. he'd have to you'd have to do it right during that time that's, yeah i didn't think about that for some reason When nobody's yeah. watching yeah that's really cool so she's like confused but she goes over to get dressed she gets to her second shoe and finds a key and um she still moves kind of slowly from this point <laughs>
4: at first i know i'm like oh, come on you. <laughs> yeah, right?
2: yeah. yeah. it's like she wasn't
4: really sure whether it yeah, was real she's just was, like, like this is really yeah.
2: happening right out of nowhere like she's had no warning that this is gonna happen yeah. um but she goes to she puts the key in the lock she goes to the door she follows these little like red post-it notes or something Which was Um, brilliant, because,
3: like, think of how many times you see random, like, tape or, like, spray paint
2: stuck to walls or doors. Right. And you just disregard it. You don't think anything of it. Right. Um, And that leads her eventually to the butcher's van. And pretty much, like, as soon as she gets in, he shuts the doors and immediately starts the motor. There's the
4: other cattle analogy. Oh, oh, (laughs) my God. That
3: one's so obvious, too. Yeah, that is. (laughs)
2: Oh. That's funny. Did anyone
1: that think that, that, that the cattle just like swinging there? Looked like
4: what could have happened to the handmaids. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes. That is true. Good catch.
4: And, and I, I can sort of see that they, they marched at, at the beginning of the episode, they marched them like cattle to slaughter the Fenway park. And then, or nearing the end of the episode, then she's sort of like. Well, she wasn't butchered, but she could have been butchered. And now she's sort of given this reprieve. Right. And she is alone in that truck with these carcasses that could have been her.
2: Yeah. Figuratively. Yeah. yeah. It flashes to Fred taking um, charge of all the units, like on the phone, to look for his pregnant handmaid. And Serena walking upstairs to June's room. And she sits on a windowsill. I would like to think she bothered to think about how shitty her life was and why she would have left. <laughs> But probably not. um,
0: I drew a parallel to Serena sitting on like the window pane Mm -hmm. to the first episode of season one where June is sitting on like that same spot. Yeah. And I also think it's funny. So the first episode of season one is called Mm Alfred and then this episode is called June. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. Contrast.
2: That is really cool. Good catch. Then it flashes back to June in the van and back to her thinking about getting home from school that day with Hannah. And Luke's watching the Capitol takeover on the TV. Um, There's been an explosion at the White House. Uh, Everything's going down. And Hannah wants June to stay with her and she does. And Hannah also says like, I don't feel good. I hate this day. Um, and, And June says, I'll stay and she said you'll stay I'll stay like I don't know what the meaning of that was but I feel like there was meaning there in that conversation that went above my head yeah I don't know I feel like there was a choice that she made
4: between Luke and Hannah there Mm -hmm. like Hannah asked her to stay and at the same time Luke was like oh come here and watch the TV with me right right. yeah he was really upset which is of course normal but at the same time she had her child there and she sort of chose between her husband and her kid yeah in the scene yeah
2: that's true um, and then it goes back to the butcher van and there is a license plate here that I was unable to crack the code. Uh, oh. I know 7- license
3: plates nine. expert. Come on.
2: Seven, six, zero nine, five, four is the butcher van. The only thing that I can come up with is 76 here in Philly is a symbol of freedom because we were freed in 1776.
4: Oh. So it was about the flashback with, uh, Hannah, Hannah and June laying in, in her bed and, um, uh, whole thing I think it must have been because June was leaving or she thought she was leaving she thinks at this point she's leaving Gilead she's leaving Hannah too mm-hmm. so there's the guilt again
2: Yeah. especially
4: yeah. and I think it's really strong in this scene with her yeah. she's definitely thinking I should not be doing this I'm leaving yeah. my daughter that's what yeah. she's
2: thinking of her right so they get to their destination the butcher brings her inside says stay inside someone will come for you Go they're gonna face.
1: have a barbecue
2: picnic <laughs> i love that butcher he's so cute i love him too oh yeah. the way she
1: hugs him it's so sweet
0: i know oh, I so it. cute yeah that's the same butcher right yeah
1: yeah. You sure. the lettuce. yeah
2: yeah um and pretty quickly uh nick appears down the hall and she you just see it from behind him and she runs to him and hugs him and nuzzles him. And she's so happy to see him. Um, I love, I love that. Yeah. And and then when they pull apart, you can see his massive sigh of relief. Um, she gave him a
3: good So nervous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you can just tell when she hugs him, you know, she's so comfortable with him. She knows she's safe. She's in good hands uh, and that she was correct to trust him. You know, he didn't lie to me. He said, At that point, okay, yeah, he said, trust me for a reason. He left out some details. He left out a few, but (laughs) yeah,
2: (laughs) just a few. Uh, I just, I really love that scene. I can't even put it in words, but the the happiness, the sheer like love and happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is like the happiest scene
4: in this entire episode.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, By far. Also, is this their first forehead touch? I think. I think so. Yeah um it's sweet they're very close to each other they're very uh comfortable and intimate so she says where are we and he says and then they're straight to business back bay they're looking for you he tells her to take off her clothes and that they can't get out of the city yet but someone will come and get you and take you to a place you can stay until it's safe to move um she takes her clothes off and then puts them in the furnace
1: yeah and throws in a match burn,
2: and then he gives her scissors and she cuts her hair uh by the way the smell of burning hair is really gross my hair caught fire once at a candle vigil and at church (laughs) oh my god oh my god can i tell a quick
3: story i was at you guys have maggiano's it's an italian restaurant yeah Yeah. so i was at maggiano's once with my friends and we were sitting there eating and all of a sudden it started to smell disgusting we were like what is on fire somebody was had Gone to propose to his girlfriend or girlfriend or something, and they got close to a candle on the table, and their hair caught on fire.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> it's a really unique smell. Um, uh, yeah, and did you like see it on fire?
3: No, we just were like, "What is that smell?" And then all of a sudden, mm. here comes like half of like the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we were so we were like we asked our waiter we were like what happened like we were like gathering our purses like getting ready to like run out of the restaurant like you know (laughs) like the thing the building's on fire and they go no um so this guy was proposing and they went to take pictures afterwards and somebody's hair caught on fire so at least at least she said yes yeah that's good yeah (laughs) memorable proposal
0: yeah Yeah.
2: but anyway yes hair uh catching on fire smells disgusting Yeah. (laughs) yeah so um And then it gets super gory as she cuts her ear tag out. Ugh. By the way, her DNA is gonna be all over this warehouse, like just DNA everywhere. I yeah. still want to know where Nick went. That garage is only so. If you saw that
3: happening, it is only so. And like, what did he think when he came back and saw her yes. covered in blood? <laughs> I was. I, just, I wrote that
0: note too. Like, I did too. Like, yeah. kind of like shocked, but also like he knows like how yeah. like impulsive <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. badass she is. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah she did that, huh?
0: But yeah, she was um, covered
2: in blood. It's painful to watch. There's so much blood in the show. Like, I want to know how much blood Burton has gone through. It's probably like I'm thousands thinking, of like, gallons.
1: Obviously, the um, special effects makeup team had to make the ear. Yeah. Like, yeah. They would have had to have hopefully have got that like in one cut. Could you imagine having to do that again? <laughs> over and over. <laughs> like with all the blood on Lizzie as well. They yeah, have to like true. clean her all up. Oh, yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
2: And she's on her hands and knees in pain like afterwards, and it just struck me that she's often in this position, but this time it's of her own doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, she sees the, uh, and then she sees the tag, she's gotten it off and stands up tall and throws it in the furnace. Um, and that's, I wrote that to you. I would love to see Nick's reaction to the blood all over her. Instead, they pretend <laughs> he's just not there. <laughs> I know. Uh, and she says, my name is June Osborne. I'm from Brookline, Massachusetts. I'm 34 years old. I stand 5'3 and bare feet. I weigh 120 pounds. I have viable ovaries. I'm five weeks pregnant. I'm free. And that's where the episode ends. I think
1: we should talk about the fact that Nick likely
2: orchestrated all of her getaway. Yes, because if we recall, uh the day that he found out she was pregnant she went back to his house later that afternoon to talk about the hannah situation and his lights are on his door is locked and he's not home and that makes no sense so i like clearly he was already off arranging for mayday to help her escape in my opinion i agree he's doing
3: bad boy shit
2: (laughs) bad boy shit that's why i love him i love it he's a man of action
1: yes he wasted
2: no time and you could tell and I think that's also why he remained um when Serena saw him kneeling beside her you know he doesn't rush out of there he's just Mm -hmm. like fuck you I'm gonna get them out of here I've just decided and I don't care anymore what you see I just I, I think that was like immediately he decided he's doing this and then he immediately went and handled it And I don't know how he handled it. I don't know how it all works, but it also makes me think he must have already been helping them in ways because there's no way they would just be like, okay, we'll get your girlfriend out. You know, I mean, there's so many handmaids there. And the pregnant handmaid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like how much risk is that? So I feel like that's just more evidence that he's already been doing a lot of good with them and that's why he was able to call a humongous favor. Like, right. <laughs> there is no larger ask in Gilead, right? He went, yeah. he, he went
1: to Maiden. and he's like, God, listen, this sounds a bit strange. Uh, I don't <laughs> know you. It's a bit hard,
3: but come on. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of now I, it it. I, I, I have to I'm cash in guy. every favor. I know, I was thinking this...
0: like, he probably did that on purpose. Like he's
2: probably like building up all these favors like mm-hmm. for one Just... day. What if he ever needs it and then he did yeah. and he immediately cashed in
1: i guess yeah. as well no one else obviously he's the only one that knows their name yeah so the yeah. nurse says june so june's automatically
2: going to know it's from nick right that's yes, actually like true, proof yeah.
1: i like, thought that too yeah, That's
2: true i mean you don't need any more proof because he's there waiting for her yeah <laughs> but <laughs> yeah you did, uh, nobody else knows her name your i think that's name. how she knew to trust that guy yeah yeah oh i love that i love how quickly he moves to get her out of there yeah i also love that i don't think fred and serena are wondering where nick is right now <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, they, they probably think he's out searching for yeah, her. yeah yeah that's, that's true what i that's think a good point. yeah he's
2: just, probably like i'll go find her guys and then he's like yeah i'm gonna go find her i know right <laughs> where she is but i'm not bringing her to you <laughs> he's a very good boyfriend Okay, I think that's a wrap on our spoiler-free analysis into season two, episode one. Um, If you're a longtime fan of the show, come back on Wednesday to listen to our deep dive into this episode. And if you are a new watcher, we'll see you next Monday to talk about season two, episode two.
0: You know, I think about us, the three of us, what we could be. I think about it all the time.
1: Please, it's here.
0: No, it's not. I know June. She's my friend. I care about her. How's your day going? You look pretty.
1: Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm
2: not gonna let anything happen to you.
1: What about you? Your girlfriend is a badass.